workers who are union members earn at least 11% more than their non-union counterparts, and it's even more for women and people of color. Right. Women represented by unions earn about 23% more, and African-American union workers earn about 15% more than people who are not represented by a union. Welcome to The Shrinks on Third, our psychology and social justice podcast. I'm psychologist Cindy Ariel. And I'm psychologist Julie Mayer. Come on in. So, labor unions seem to be out of favor lately, don't they, Julie? Yes, that's true, Cindy. (laughs) They get a bad rap. I really don't understand it, except that the people with all the money are managing the social media about it or whatever. I think labor unions can be pretty great. Me too. American labor unions have fought for worker rights, benefits, and protection for a long time. Forming unions together helps workers get the leverage they need to improve the places they work and the jobs they do. Right. Labor unions are the reason we now have the eight-hour workday with built-in breaks, as well as many other health and safety regulations. It's great. Mm-hmm. Before the first union, A Massachusetts court ruled that it was illegal for workers to band together to try to get higher pay. Unionizing in this way was seen as coercive and problematic and threatening for a lot of businesses, and it still is. I suppose the courts ruled in favor of business and against workers because they get funding from deep pockets, not workers. Maybe Mm. they're a little biased, these courts making judgments for the people. Just saying. Unions were most popular during the time between the Civil War and World War I, but membership in unions has decreased for a lot of reasons. Changes in technology, jobs, and globalization are the reasons usually given for the lack of unionization in many industries, but employer and political resistance is really what's held them back. Yeah, not hard to figure that out. (laughs) Unions were never even able to grow in the South because Southerners saw them as a threat to their way of life. Well, when you need free labor to make the money you want and think you need, then having workers get together to get more bargaining power is a major threat. Yes, I could see that. Why would a business want less profit because they have to pay reasonable wages and provide reasonable hours and safety to its workers? Why not just keep the profit and not take better care of the workers? Exactly. A lot of states, not just in the South, have laws against unions. It's been hard for unions to gain a positive image. Employers don't typically welcome unions, and the wealthier the employers are, the more they can fight against them. Workers organizing to join together bring power to negotiate with employers over important work-related issues and overall work conditions. One person would obviously have a hard time advocating for themselves on their own, But that's why the union is important. It does it for the one person. The union negotiates on every worker's behalf and can impact job and life quality a lot. If you've ever been in a job where you found out that someone else made more than you or had a better contract for paid time off, 
or even if you've been in a workplace that you felt was unsafe in some way and nobody at the top was paying attention to unhealthy or dangerous situations, you can understand the benefits of unionizing. Yes, it seems pretty obvious, Cindy. As a group representing all employees, unions use collective bargaining as a negotiating tool, and it's very effective. Sure. Collective bargaining allows a group of workers to sit down with their employers and negotiate a legally binding contract for the whole group to get better pay, benefits, hours, safety, and other work-related things that they might need. Obviously, there's a lot more power in negotiating as a collective instead of as a single individual on all of these work issues. Right. So basically, a committee of co-workers, the Union Bargaining Committee, which is chosen by the workers, works out an agreement or union contract on every issue those particular workers in that bargaining unit want to address. A majority of the union members then have to approve of the contract before it can be fully agreed to. And a union also provides workers with support and guidance, and they can even offer legal advice when needed. An organized group of workers can really make a difference. Workers who are union members earn at least 11% more than their non-union counterparts, and it's even more for women and people of color. Right. Women represented by unions earn about 23% more, and African-American union workers earn about 15% more than people who are not represented by a union. These seem to be the minimum numbers, too. Numbers are even higher, according to some accounts. Definitely. And higher wages are only one of the benefits of joining a union. Workers represented by unions are also way more likely to get better benefits. 95% of union members have health insurance and a pension plan. Only about 68% of non-union workers have health insurance, and only about 63% have pensions. So, Cindy, this may seem like a shock to some... But on their own, many employers do not voluntarily give up the money it takes to pay workers a living wage or offer person-centered benefits that impact, in a good way, their quality of life. They don't have to. So the ones that do sometimes do it just to prevent their workers from unionizing. That way they hedge their bets that they won't have to pay even more for benefits. One concern people commonly have about unions is that they're associated with strikes. This is probably because strikes involve a work stoppage, which usually impacts a lot of people in some way. Like when teachers, bus drivers, or sanitation workers strike, we all feel it. Which is exactly why strikes are so effective. And these are the times that unions make headlines, and that's when we hear about them. But strikes are actually a really small part of what unions do. That's right, Julie. Unions only strike as a last resort, usually when contract negotiations break down. And lots of unions don't end up going out on strike at all. It's not inevitable. Most of the time, unions don't have to strike to get what they need. Plus, the decision to strike isn't made lightly. And like everything else they do, it requires a vote by fellow union members. Right. Under the National Labor Relations Act, Workers cannot be fired for striking. Sometimes employers hire workers to take the place of striking employees during a strike. But anyone who works for the employer during a strike is called a scab. And resented for crossing the picket line, it can make the strike last a lot longer. 
Some employers insist on putting a strike clause in union contracts to restrict the union's ability to strike. If a union with a strike clause decides to strike anyway, it's called a wildcat strike. Workers aren't protected from participating in wildcat strikes, so deciding to do that can be risky. It's usually a calculated risk, though, and can be successful. Although sometimes it is not. Long ago, when the air traffic controllers went on strike, they all got fired. Um, it was work. A, it, it was a huge mess. It was under Ronald Reagan. Anyway, along with concerns about strikes, <laughs> some people are afraid that unions make rules and tell workers what to do. But really, the opposite is true. Unions serve workers, and their business is democratic. Labor unions have been more common in big industries like manufacturing, transportation, and jobs in the public sector, which are jobs controlled by the government like public schools, firefighters, and mail carriers, for example. Most unions focus on a specific industry like the United Auto Workers Union or the American Federation of Teachers. Yeah, these are hardworking people that deserve, you know, benefits and decent pay. Mm -hmm. Safety. Yeah. <laughs> More recently, unions have grown a bit by organizing in different industries like fast food and coffee shops. The Fight for $15 campaign organized thousands of workers to fight for a $15 minimum wage. Unions are funded by members paying dues, which is usually either a fixed amount or a percent of the member's salary. A worker at a workplace that's represented by a union can also choose not to join and not pay membership dues, but they're still protected by the union, which has to represent all workers equally, whether they join or not. That's just part of the deal. Yeah, that's a tricky thing. Unions in 22 states used to be allowed to collect what they called fair share fees from employees who didn't pay full dues to join their union. The fair share fees help to cover unions, which add up just like any organization. There are costs involved in running it, negotiating contracts, paying for office space and supplies, stuff like that. It seemed fair, but not everybody liked it. True. For example, when someone's personal politics don't match those of their union, they might not want to give them money, even though they still benefit from the work the union does on their behalf. Most American labor unions are affiliated with Democratic or working family parties, and they actively support and contribute to them. So that could be problematic for someone who's not part of those parties and doesn't agree with the politics. Some workers also just don't want to pay dues or feel that their fees are too high and then there are also those that worry how union membership will be viewed by the employers. They can be afraid of losing their jobs. Yep. A lot of Republicans and conservatives are just anti-union in general and are opposed to the idea of organized labor. They don't like anyone interfering with their right to work, even if it means the right to work for less wages, less benefits, and less positive conditions. Yeah, I don't think that's the real issue. I think it's not about interfering with right to work. It's about profit. Right to work laws weaken unions because they allow workers to benefit from their workplace union's collective bargaining agreements without contributing anything. This leaves the union with less money and possibly less influence in negotiating power, which is why I think, you know, Republicans and whatever like them. It seems unfair to the people who are paying their dues, too. All of that. So 27 states have right-to-work laws, and many of these states have a lower quality of life, 
including higher poverty rates, higher infant mortality, less access to health care, and even higher employment-related deaths than states with strong unions. Wow, that's horrible. And it makes sense. The workers make less money and they have fewer safety protections. It seems to benefit only the business owners. As does most of what we're talking about. So Republicans have been pushing for complete federal support of right-to-work laws and other anti-union legislation for years. Yeah, in a big act against unions, the Supreme Court ruled in June 2018 in the case of Janus versus AFS-CME, if you're interested in learning the details, that unions could no longer collect fair share fees from people who did not want to join the union. This ruling also resulted in a lot more right-to-work laws suddenly springing up all over the country. It's the same thing that they always do, like make their counterpoint some kind of right, right to work. Although it's taking away rights. Every time they say it's a right to something, it's a taking away of rights. Exactly. Now, Michigan very recently repealed its right-to-work laws after having them in place and hurting their unions and workers for the past decade. But it's the first state to repeal a right-to-work law in 58 years. Go, Michigan. (laughs) It's truly hard to deny that unions benefit workers tremendously. The American Federation of Labor and Congress of Industrial Organizations, otherwise known as the AFL-CIO, is a good place to start learning about and supporting unions at aflcio.org. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us at shrinksonthird.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Shrinks on Third. Till next time. Take care.